All right, so this is this collaboration between uh, Car Thoughts with Dave and Morning Star Journal Tariq. So, my name is Tariq. My name is David. And uh, we've also got another David here. Uh, he Hi. may chime in, um, and that's his chime, so that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is professional. Yes. Yes, professional grade. Only at your GMC dealer. Um, yeah, so we are going to talk about the Terminator franchise. It's a franchise we all know and love. Dun, 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 dun. And there's a new movie coming out called Terminator Dark Fate, mm-hmm. which is hopefully going to be awesome. James Cameron is coming back to Helmet after uh, losing the rights to it for 20 years or signing away the rights to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, basically, it sounds like three, four, and five are going to be just alternate universes and none of it actually happened and it's going to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2 so we decided to do an episode to talk about things that we know love hate are confused (laughs) about uh in the Terminator franchise and uh and hopefully build up some excitement to the upcoming movie well I hope there is some excitement because oh my goodness I don't know I've I'm very skeptical because, so, uh, who was it? Uh, Ridley Scott came back to the Alien franchise uh, for doing Alien Covenant, which was kind of a sequel to Prometheus, but not really because he omitted things. Kind of a prequel to Alien, but no, they didn't want to make it a prequel, so it was just whatever. (laughs) And then you get Predator, who gets who is held by Shane Black, who was actually in the first Predator movie. But if you saw that remake, which I that we talked about it on my show the other time, I, I can't wish that movie on my worst enemy. <laughs> that is... I, I hate the Predator 2018. I don't care if I'm on record of saying that. That movie was atrocious. So... I don't know how it made money. I don't know how people thought it was a good idea. I, so it's made me very skeptical on the Terminator franchise, which, let's face it, hasn't had the greatest track record, even though I will say, every which I've noticed, every movie um, is definitely a movie of its time. Like, Terminator, the first Terminator looks like an 80s movie. Like, all the 80s movies, it looks like a, it looks like a standard 80s movies. Uh, Terminator 2 happened in the early 90s. It yeah. looked like the 90s movie. All the Terminators, whatever they happened, looked like their part, looked like they took everything popular from that era in that movie. Yep, no um, pogs and slap bands. No, thank God. <laughs> Though, but in the original, the Terminator was not on skates. There was nobody wearing roller skates in the uh, first one. But they did go to a random bar for no apparent reason, where Don't she picks all? up, where she picked up, where she talked on a payphone. Yes, that was very. Yes, yeah, very. <laughs> so. <laughs> nobody, nobody. And the younger people out there listening are going. What's a payphone? Yeah, what's a bar? <laughs> right, exactly. What's a bar? <laughs> club. Club. I don't know. Is that the same thing as a chat room? <laughs> yeah, what's a, 
It's like it's like a it's like is that like a sports bar where you go watch basketball? It's like no. <laughs> it's like a bar bar where you just go and watch other people drink while they watch you drink. It's a whole different subject of it. Interactive <laughs> drinking. So where do we start off with? Oh gosh, well I mean you, you tied up one and two a little bit, and you know they were they were both really innovative and ahead of their times in a lot of ways. Yeah, because I mean, because uh, funny, I took like some notes here and there. So like one of the things like uh, Stan Winston, who did the um, uh, practical practical effects for both um, the Terminator, but I mean he did. He was the one who did practical effects for a lot of things. Aliens, Predators. So, I mean, he's been doing effects for a long time until I think he passed away um, not too long ago. At least within the last 10 years or so. But he's been doing, like, a lot of, like, movie movie effects for a long time. And that was, like, a big thing of saying Winston was doing your movie effect and it looked really good. And I will say, at least, like, especially when the Terminator's being shot up in the first one, you know, it looks looks like a machine, like a, a machine uh, pretending to be a man, and um, and you can't knock the T one thousand. I mean, so much that they went back to that effect, and I think when it and also when it came out, it was everywhere. Like that T one thousand liquid metal effect was used on everything like you saw that in random commercials random tv shows cartoons were making fun of it like that was like the most probably the most popular things that come out of that movie was that just that liquid metal effect yeah i mean if 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 that would have been created in today's society that computer effect I mean, I could just totally see George Lucas sitting at ILM while they're watching this. He's like running around with his cell phone, like, like James, James, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, look what my guys did. I got a video. It's on YouTube. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was one of the coolest scenes. I mean, when I saw that that scene, I mean, that was probably the coolest thing as a kid mm-hmm. seeing that. And of course, I watched it on black and white, um, and I had to trick my mom into letting me watch the, the movie in the first place but I watched it in black and white the first time I saw okay. Terminator 2 when it came on ABC holy cow <laughs> so um, so yeah I mean and just watching that and like wow I didn't know computers could do that and that's really like yeah that solidified me <laughs> wanting to learn more about computers right there yeah and um, another thing I was just thinking about as far as you know long reach and I bet that's what they came up... That's how they came up with um, uh, Odo from Deep Space Nine. You can't tell me that they probably didn't think about, like, when they were trying to think of, like, how to make this shapeshifter um, character, they didn't, like, kind of look back at the T-1000 in a sense to be like, okay, yeah, this is kind of like the blueprint of how to do that character. Because that's what Odo was... The big thing on him was that he can shape shift his hands, body, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's certainly possible. And of course, you know they. I don't know what possessed James Cameron to let go of the rights for Terminator. I mean, the money. Um, he certainly hasn't. I mean, he's made some really popular, really amazing films, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really made a series that's been popular. 
yet. I mean, you know, you got Avatar, which is supposed to be a series, though. There's a yeah. good chance I'll die before the next two come out. Uh, Titanic, you can't really have a sequel to. We um, may yeah. have Judgment Day before yeah, uh, Judge- Avatar 2. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, you know, letting that go. And then, you know, when 3 came out, I was so excited because this was before... Yui Bowl was really big. This was before all these mm-hmm. other directors who made ridiculously terrible fanboy movies, like the new Predator that just came out. Yeah. Um, so I was excited when I heard, like, oh, this guy, he loves the series. He's going to make a new Terminator movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in it. It's going to be awesome. And I was watching it, and I'm like, it's uh, it's okay. Uh, it's it's not great, but you know, I was expecting a lot more. I feel like as as a fanboy of the series, I could have made a better film, um, you know. Uh, but you know, that's obviously I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, I mean, it happened in the early two thousands because uh, Terminator Three was in two thousand three, and I think around that time you had um, this like weird resurgence, I think, of a lot of old 80s and 90s either shows and um, movies. Because I think maybe around the 2000s, you also had things like, was it, um, was it Charlie's Angels? Yeah. And, um, Which is coming back later. Another one. Yeah, that's coming back again. Um, a lot of the old later. movies are, are, movies and shows are, are circling around. Yeah, I, I think it's a, people are losing imagination. A little they're bit not coming and up with anything new. They're recycling. They're they're doing the old ones in a new way. Yeah, and I think that was the problem is that when it seems like in Terminator Three seems like this to me was that when Terminator Three came out, it was kind of like they wanted to, there were there were certain things that were funny about Terminator One and Two, just things that you joked about, even though the both movies were taken very seriously. Like, it was a serious element for the characters. There was no, like, you know, they weren't quipping jokes a lot, things like that. It was, you know, very serious because this thing was trying to kill them. But there were things that, you know, we just laughed about. Like, um, Arnold's like, I'll be back, and how serious he looked, and how he couldn't interact with people um, that, you know, you took as funny. But I think in 2003, what they did, they focused too much on that humor part. And that's what kind of it, that's what loses it for a lot of people because you made it too funny where you didn't need it to be. You focused too much on these comic beats that you didn't have to focus on. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the, that's what happened with a lot of the remakes around that time for whatever reason is like a lot of those older shows and movies, yeah, had those funny moments and they decided to focus on that in the early 2000s. And a lot of those movies didn't make it out very well. You only had like one movie instead of like turn it into a series. Right. And now, like you said, like with Charlie's Angels, this new Terminator, they're bringing it back, but they're kind of trying to bring it back to its roots, making it, in some cases, making it darker, making it more serious. So taking a little bit more time rather than uh, tongue in cheek, I guess. That like Terminator Three did, yeah, yeah, and I mean, you, you, I mean, it, and it was just like the others. It was very much a product of its time. I mean, you know, one of the first lines Arnold has in the film is "Talk to the hand." It's like, yeah, 
you know, no anybody that goes back like from a younger generation is not going to re- really understand. They're going to have to Google that because I mean that was something that was <laughs> right. Very, yeah, there's, there's it was a like phrase a, that happened in that time. That time, and then it was killed. Yeah, it wasn't funny later. back then either. So. <laughs> right, exactly. It wasn't funny then. It's definitely not even. They don't even understand it now. So. See, so what came next? That was was salvation. salvation. I think salvation was next, and then the Sarah Connor's Chronicles. If I've got the time right. Uh, well, no, uh, salvation was around two thousand nine. Um, talking about Sarah Connor Chronicles, I looked that up then. Which has the best music composer ever, <laughs> aside from John Williams. I think Barry McCreary is probably the best science fiction music composer, who's under eight thousand years old. <laughs> uh, I would say um, Michael Giacchino. Oh, okay. Forget about him. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I liked him in uh, was it uh, Incredibles and uh, yeah, yeah. Star Trek the new uh, Star Trek series because I really like that theme. That theme is not too bad. Uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles was actually two thousand eight to two thousand nine, okay. so, so it was, was before just salvation. before. Now, granted, Salvation probably would have came out first if they wouldn't have presented a script to Christian Bale and he would have said, this is absolute garbage. I am not making this movie. And then they rewrote the entire script, which is kind of hard to gauge because Christian Bale is one of those actors. It could have theoretically been the best movie ever made. And he just didn't like it because he's very he's very touchy about stuff, like how things are done and I know a lot of people hate him for his, his Batman role where he had the gravity like, you, you know, pray me or you know, where he had that, that like, <laughs> but that was what got him the role. That was that when people heard him do the separate voices, they're like, wait a second, yeah, nobody would ever be able to figure out who Batman is if he actually changed his voice when he talked to people instead of being like, hi, I'm Batman. Like, oh yeah, you're totally, you are totally Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what, you know what kind of hurt, like, in my opinion, what hurt, that was the Batman I kind of get sidetracked on Batman for a moment. It was the um, animated series. Because the animated series was so acclaimed when it came out in the late 90s. And the voice actor who did Batman was able to portray both Batman and Bruce Wayne as these, like, kind of two separate entities almost. Like, you can sometimes hear them between the two characters, but he did a really good job. And I think it's the same thing with um, kind of like what happened with when Mark Hamill took the Joker. Anyone trying to copy it afterwards was just, yeah. you know, Comparison. you couldn't compare at that yeah. point because it just a lot of people. It became like Mark Hamill became the Joker voice, like period. And for Batman, for a lot of people who watched the animated series, that became the Batman voice, rather regardless of who took the mantle, because yeah. that took away from. You know, Michael Keaton, knowing, you know, cared about him. Uh, we're not even talking about, like, Val Kilmer. <laughs> well, that was uh, something new. Uh, I'm a lot older than you guys. Have you ever saw the old Batman television show from Adam the West. 60s? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could hear, you close your eyes, and you don't know what, if he's in his Batman costume or in his millionaire outfit. He mm-hmm. sounds exactly the same. Anybody who's ever heard 
either one would immediately recognize yeah. that, you know, you know, close my eyes, yes, that's Batman. Oh, no, it's Bruce Wayne. I was totally mistaken. <laughs> you know, and then even before that, you had Superman that, you know, would take off his glasses, comb his hair the other way, and nobody <laughs> recognizes that Clint Clark Superman. is Superman because <laughs> his hair is combed the other way and he's wearing glasses. Uh, you know, it... it, it well, I mean, back you gotta then, susp- suspend your disbelief. True, when it comes to that, yeah. Uh, and, and the uh, him changing the voice to where he does not sound at all like uh, Bruce Wayne. He's a, he sounds, you know, he puts on the Batman persona. Yeah. So you know, he's got the gravelly, uh, threatening voice. Even if he doesn't say he's threatening you, just the tone of voice yeah. says. You know, just do one thing wrong and I'll rip your throat out. Yeah, you know, just, 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 you know, be very careful because I'm just very, very schizophrenic. You know, but, <laughs> but, but, well, that's wrong that, you know, when it came to like a lot of people who were able to do it later, you know, after Adam West, you know, a few people, you know, hit or miss. And like I said, with the animated series, it was more of a hit. But when it came to kind of going back to Christian Bale, the problem was, was, yeah, he changed his voice, but it became like you couldn't understand what he was saying. You always wanted to put subtitles on. Because <laughs> you're kind of like, he's like, what? I'm sorry, are you Bane or Batman? Exactly, Bane or Batman. I don't know which one you are. But yeah, it's just. It's like uh, John Wayne. It's like, I, I, I can't tell if he's like, like McClintock or Genghis Khan. <laughs> Oh, no. The way you tell Bane is that because he'll be very proper. He's like, oh, that's, that's Bane. It's like, oh, it's like slower. Whereas uh, Batman's just rougher. So it's yeah. the only way you know the difference between the two. But, okay, so kind of going back to what you're saying about uh, Terminator Salvation, I kind of, re- I, I don't know, I've thought about this and I wonder, does, do you think the Terminator series just doesn't work unless time travel is involved and Sarah Connor is involved because it seems like that were that was the two that was the big that was that was the one detractor of T3 was she didn't have Sarah Connor anymore but then the and I don't know if it's just the way salvation was done or you know the behind the scenes stuff because there's like there's clips of a uh, Christian Bale just going completely um, uh, apeshit over somebody who brought something. I think that's I think I think it was Salvation. Yeah. There's like a there's like a recording where Christian Bale just goes like completely mental on somebody who either brings like some kind of phone or something on set and he just totally chews them out. But again, though that movie is like kind of. Um, ridiculed or whatever but it, but that movie your mind is both Sarah Connor and time travel so does the do you think the Terminator series work like do you think it has to have that to be Terminator even more than Arnold it has to have like those two elements almost I think it probably does Though I remember as a kid watching that first scene of Terminator 2 where they're in the bunker and 
John Connor's coming out and like looking through his field glasses yeah. and everything, and you're you're seeing the explosions and hearing all this gunfire. I remember thinking when I saw that first scene is I haven't even seen this movie yet, but I want to see that movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so you're saying that that whole future sequence. Yeah, I wanted to see the war, but what I felt like Salvation really didn't have was the war. You had these little pitched battles here, but in the first scene of Terminator 2, I mean, it's like war zone, like like heavy duty, you know, they're all holed up in this bunker and there's there's back and forth, which granted I know at those at that level of battle humans wouldn't last a long time. Yeah. You know, hence the need to send somebody back in time to fix that. But at the same time, that was the movie I wanted. Was mm-hmm. this like heavy duty, like almost like um uh you know like World War Two esque film, like where they're you know like like uh um Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. when they're coming in on the beaches. I want something like that. Now granted I did like Salvation, I did like what they did with it. They did have like a, there was quite a few. I don't say they weren't really major battles. They were just like like pitched. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're just stuff. little skirmishes, I guess, here and there. Because even in the very end, when they're um, attacking the uh, the, the main city, the Skynet yeah. city, they're more infiltrating it. Yeah, it's an infiltration and, and extraction. Right, like extraction an exactly. So yeah, it's not all out. In. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, like, Genesis had an e- an essence of that when they were trying to get to the time machine. You know, they were had that, that pitched battle. Right, and like, that's kind of what we what, um, what I was saying um, before we started was that, yeah, Genesis really more than just ignore what happened in 3 and 4, because it did, um, there's quite a few elements that happened in that. For instance, like, in 3, they dropped Cyberdyne almost altogether, saying that, Oh, this was the U.S. Air Force basically um, taking over because supposedly in two, of course, Cyberdyne was destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Um, so in three, it's the Air Force who took a bunch of, and I think they mentioned it. They took like they salvaged stuff from Cyberdyne, and then in Salvation, I think um, in the very beginning when you meet the uh, um, uh, Doctor. When you're meeting Sam Worthington's character, it's like a Cyberdyne division. It's not the Cyberdyne company. But when Genesis came around, it's kind of like they went back to two, because Cyberdyne was back and playing. But, yeah. but more than that, like you're like going, what are you saying? In the beginning of two, we have that big battle, and they kind of took that idea for Genesis and said, okay, well, now that we have. 2015, you know, this is 20 years later, we can actually make it look even better. You know, like, not a lot of the, um, because that's, I, you know, I recently watched two, and yeah, there's a few instances where you can tell, you know, there was green screens and mock-up, you know, puppets and, you know, certain things, but hey, it was done in 91, and you know, you're not going to get too much better yeah, than that at the time. Yeah, back then you actually had to build um, artificial intelligent yeah, robots. To, to enjoy the movie, you yeah. kind of, you know, to a point you got to say, ignore the man behind the curtain. Right, exactly. No, you know, yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm here to enjoy the movie, not you right, know, critique, critique the movie. It. Yeah, and, and then not trying to critique it, but I'm just saying that, like, 
you know, when they did Genesis, it's kind of like they, they, they had that battle in mind. They're like, okay, let's make that battle better. Yes. Because, um, you know, cause like I think at one point, like one of the planes gets partially destroyed and it transforms into like an Ed 209 type robot. Like a piece of it breaks, breaks off. Yeah. And then like, yeah, like I said, it was like pretty, it was pretty cool when they showed it. It was like, it breaks off and then like skeletons in this kind of like uh, sentry robot that then they have to fight. And when it shoots people, whether in the first one where you kind of see this, you know, spark and people fly, people actually get dusted. Um, so they really, you know, pumped up the uh, graphics on it. And yeah, it would have been nice if Salvation took that and expanded it a little bit more. But you think that that would have been, that they didn't, but do you think it still would have been Terminator without the time travel element? Because Salvation didn't have that, like, at all, unless you want to count Sam Worthington waking up. In the future. In the future with Not a different really body. It was, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because that was, like, kind of their, in a sense, that was, like, the, you know, the Terminator moment, you know, the Terminator moment of the. Um, yeah, and you can't really like, call that time travel because he was inactive. I mean, you look look looking back from yeah. the the, look the end of the movie, you realize well, he was well, he was executed, and then somehow they put his mind into a, into a Terminator. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but never programmed him because he's actually still got his human mind. He thinks he's still human. Yeah. Until you know he finds himself hanging <clears> there, and you know. Part of moves open and he says, "Hey, you know, this is not the way I was, you know, made originally. Yeah. I'm a machine. <laughs> I didn't realize my intestines were made in Detroit. <laughs> but, 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 you know, he was not. He was in suspended animation. Yeah. But during they, that time, instead of actual time travel. But they did play it like the time travel thing because he wakes up naked, like the previous Terminators and everybody else who travels. First thing when he finds um." Kyle, um, he asked him, what year is it? Which is the same thing all the other Terminators, or the main protagonist, I'd say, like Maurice <coughs> does in the first one and stuff. So, you're right. It's not time travel, but they kind of portrayed him as somebody who's out of time, I should say. Well, maybe, maybe that's what... He's, they, he's more they like, kind of put that in there as a... As, uh, theatrical like, element yeah, to like tell a, the like audience. A, okay, like a staple for the. I mean, you think the Terminator is, you know, uh, the most highly advanced war machine they possibly can create, and it can't do what a cell phone can do, which is tell you what <laughs> what time of day it is. So you know, they have to have that theater element to to tell the yeah. audience when it is. Fair enough. Or, well, it could be that it took the Terminators actually longer to build his model, and they actually did set him back in time. They, like, you know, unplugged him from the charger, tossed him in the time machine before he woke up, and he's Rick. like, he's like, oh, man, I must have slept on my arm wrong for about the last 300 <laughs> And then next thing you know, he's laying in the middle of a desert. Oh, so they ripped out that USB charger before they uh, yeah. click the uh, safe to, <laughs> sa- safely remove <laughs> device first. We got to do that. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I should have clicked that first. <laughs> it, it is not, 
I guess uh, he was not the play play that the other Terminators are. Like stupid squishy human parts. They don't work the same. So even though the Arnold Terminator just plug and play and reprogram and call it a day, but no, human parts now I gotta I gotta safely uninstall it before I Yeah. Before I detect. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. There's a little thing turning, turning, turning. It's oh like, yeah, there it goes. It's Click. like that, that YouTube uh, short film that they did where what if the Matrix ran on Windows XP? Oh god. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so maybe maybe it actually took them longer to build him, mm-hmm. and of course the doctor, the AI doctor, that she and her mind had been uploaded into the system. Now is that yeah. how you saw it? As I thought that was Skynet. I didn't. I thought that was when I rewatched it. I thought it was that it was just given a face that was familiar to him. Yeah, because maybe, it was maybe like, that was the case. That like yeah. it was like okay, I can because because it goes you know I can look like Whomever. John or Kyle or whatever, but this is the last one you saw for every... So, I, I, yeah, I didn't take it as... Or at least when I when I saw it again, I didn't take it as she uploaded because I think they also say, like, he's the only one like that. Yeah, so... Or the <coughs> only one that works. So very, very likely, because so, she would have died shortly after having cancer. Um, well, having cancer, and also I think um, they were still... Uh, like, um, so going back to the beginning of um, Salvation, or sorry, going back to the end of, I think, T3, of course, um, Judgment Day happens at the end of that movie. And I always picked that um, Salvation was supposedly like the aftermath of that. Like, they took that into account. So he and his story basically happened like on the same I can't remember the exact time but I thought it was like on the same day like the same time he signed away and they actually executed him was like judgment was like basically like maybe a few months or right before judgment day so she may have just been vaporized or whatever yeah, with possible, everyone else yeah. and stuff no of course I mean in her shoes I would have been like I'll sign up Right, exactly. You want to create some machine body where I could live forever? I've got like three months to live. Just, yeah. So, um, so just plug the cord in the base of my skull. Hit record. Record. <laughs> paste. Like copy. Copy paste. paste. Copy paste. And I'm there. It's a good thing they didn't try and make that in in the uh, in the eighties. You've been sitting there fidgeting with the record play button, trying to get ready. To <laughs> get them ah, done. Would you start recording already, dear God? Uh, <laughs> hey, somebody got a cord. My batteries are running out on my on my cassette deck, and I haven't got this lady downloaded all the way. <laughs> Quick, I need thirteen more floppy disks. She's smarter than I thought. <laughs> She's older than I thought. She got more memories than me. That's only this one. We only had this much space. Oh gosh, we had to zip her up into 18 files. <laughs> it could have been worse in my day. It would be like 1,700 miles of real, real tape. Yeah. So, so that was it. Like That's why it took so long. They had to unzip his file first before they could actually load him into the. Yeah. <laughs> they had to compress him first and then they had to. You know how long it took to find a copy of Windows 7 on this file? 
<laughs> and again, everyone listening is going to be like, zip files, what are you talking about? Windows 7? But, uh, but yeah. Why so, did they just put them onto the cloud? Uh, different sort of kids. Yeah. It's history. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I think, I think a lot of the stuff, and, uh, you know, and I think with Salvation, it could have probably been better if this, if the Sarah Chronicles, Chronicles might have been a couple years removed, like before, because one thing I really liked in the television show was those flash forwards mm-hmm. where you know, uh, where you know they're showing the war and everything, and you know the battles and when they save uh, save Kyle Reese and all that. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> They send send them back. So, I think in a lot of ways, maybe Genesis pulled from that. It was like, oh, we've got these cool battle scenes. We've got these cool ideas that the TV show really introduced, um, which was unfortunately canceled after the second season. And that's also something interesting. That do you think that that had anything to play with, especially how it was canceled? Like people who followed it and loved it it left it not only canceled but canceled on like a like major cliffhanger of spoilers for the show um john going into the future supposedly probably like 2029 which is usually the time period they always show them being sent back but it shows him going into that future and kyle being part of the resistance but not even knowing who John is and not even like aware of who John is so as far as we know John is just stuck in the future do you think that had something to kind of contribute to how people thought of salvation which then focuses on John being this being the the famed you know fighter and prophet basically Yeah, I think in a way it, it did because it didn't really give people time to breathe. You know, it didn't give people time to process. It didn't give, you know, because there was a lot of fantastic ideas that came out of the Sarah Connors Chronicles that were explored that really could have benefited the way Salvation went and could have changed the people's opinion on how that went. Um, and of course, I think a lot of people that didn't like it because, you know, though everybody looked at John Connors like this, this prophet, you know, none of the military leadership gave him any credence. Everyone's like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, Michael Ironside's always, like, him busting his balls. And it's like, dude, if you go from three to salvation and he's sitting there in that bunker, you know, like, hey, uh, yeah, you got to do this. He's, like, giving them all these tips. You'd think the military leadership would have had a lot more respect for him than yeah. just always being like, oh, you know, I mean, because, oh, I mean, Michael Ironside, that's like his character. He's always like that yeah, busting, busting your balls type character. Like, oh, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, okay. Because <laughs> it, it is Michael Ironside, man. Yeah. That's right back. That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> For us, Starship Trooper fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that, that, that is what Terminator Salvation was missing right there. You just solved it. Starship we needed, Troopers? We needed Casper Van Dien as John Connor. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Great. You know what? That would have been great. Casper Van Dien as John Connor? Great. <laughs> and I'll take uh, Denise Richards as uh, Sarah Connor. She could be anybody. I don't care. 
whatever. Just, just have her on the film. It's fine. Okay, but um, but I don't know because like in um, what's I gonna say? Um, unless you have something else to say about um salvation, I guess we can just we can kind of jump into um, Genesis. In which Genesis, like I said, it does take um, you know, it it pretty much takes Terminator Two. It almost takes Terminator Two as its um. Uh, direct sequel. Well, yeah. not just direct sequel, but almost like it, it's like inspiration from because, yeah, it's a direct sequel of Terminator Two, so it ignores what happened in three because in the very beginning, Judgment Day happens in ninety seven, just like it did in the first two or how it's alluded to happen in the first two movies. Um, Kyle Reese meets John Connor for the first time as a child, which in Salvation didn't happen. You know, he meets them when he's old, or, you know, Salvation has them meet when they're older. Um, so already it is just ignoring everything that you just saw only, well, not only, but I mean, it was, Salvation was six years ago, and um, two, three, six years before that. So, you know, the last movies we saw of this, and uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles was canceled probably because, well, Fox, they yeah, like to they, do that. They, anything that's good, they can. But, but also, I, I don't think it had the. I think it had a bigger following after people saw Salvation and heard about Sarah Chronicles, because they probably treated that more as like the official sequel, because uh, Salvation didn't get um, as much love as they expected. So I think a lot of people went back to Sarah. Connor more after it's canceled, but still, it you know it ignores these two movie the official movies it completely ignores them. Um, also, they still using the in the movie there's you're using T one thousands, so we've ignored the whatever TX yeah the TX and the T three. They don't even talk about, you know, just as they don't talk about uh, trying to meld human... Well, no, sorry, I take that back. They do meld with John, technically. Yes, yeah. Which was, I think, I think where the movie failed instantly was the fact that when they created the movie poster, they show John Connor half-Terminator. Absolutely. The biggest reveal could have happened in the entire film you ruined it with a movie post when I saw that when I saw the trailer and they showed that where he rises back up I was like what are you doing like how could you show that in the trailer in a, in a trailer you know and they really and, and of course in the movie they really market that like there's going to be some big surprise reveal what happens and that's your major like up until that point, that was your major character. Everything focused on John, and you're gonna do this. Not only do this in where you're trying to Terminator, but you're gonna clearly show it in, like I said, the posters and the trailers. It's the kind of same thing when um, they showed, uh, in my opinion, in um, the trailers for Batman v Superman. Which I have a lot of issues with that movie already, but when they showed Doomsday. That yes. should have been something that you just 
that should have been something you never saw until you saw the movie, and then all of a sudden this monster comes up. But they pretty much gave that away in the very beginning of you know of watching these trailers, where you were trying to advertise this big clash between Batman and Superman. But then once once you show that, like, oh, so that's who they're gonna fight. Yeah, because it's it's obviously no longer about Batman and Superman. Right, it's like you know, knows. no matter what their no matter what their argument, the minute this like monster shows up, they're gonna set they're aside. Gonna join forces. They're gonna join forces. Out. And mind you, yes, that's how a movie like that was gonna go. You know, but it would have been nice not to know that monster was gonna show up. Well, the some of the filmmakers they 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 feel like they have to have a gimmick to get people to come in and watch. But, uh, I, but I don't know if it's the filmmakers. I think it's the uh, maybe the it's the marketing. like PR, the mar- yeah the PR, PR the marketing because I think yeah. they because I think it's done separately because if you imagine like the directors and writers they have their job of like trying to create this film this masterpiece mm-hmm. and that's gonna take a lot of time and effort trying to do that trying to work with all these actors special effects places. Well, yeah. Everything, but when the and PR then, people do something like this, they're they're like saying, "Okay, you guys just spent the last year at least busting <laughs> your balls to make this movie, and we're gonna wet all over it in a poster, <laughs> right? In a poster, we're just gonna like just give away your big reveal, yeah. just you know." Yeah, I mean, they they, they should have just had like on the Batman v Superman, you know. Batman standing there with his head bowed, Superman on the ground, dead, and Doomsday like coming towards, coming towards Batman to try and kill oh, him oh, as they're, oh, as they're, you know, <laughs> on the top of the hut thing. Yeah. Actually, if he sounded like that, I think it would probably would have made that movie a little better. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, I have a lot of different that that could be a whole different part as you go into that one. Just the fact that in that movie, it just kind of quick sidetracked that. Once Doomsday showed up, it was completely useless. Like, the most he does is, like, he shoots a gas canister at Doomsday. But other than that, he, like, spends most of the time, like, running away. While Batman having sort of Superman and Wonder Woman have to really fight this thing. It's kind of like, ah, Bruce, uh, just go away. Yeah, really, when, when you get into... I mean, even from the old... The actual paper comics, DC Comics, there there was no real point where Batman had a snowball's chance fighting against Superman. Uh, absolutely just, no. It yeah, just no. wasn't there. Or or against any of the enemies at that level too. Any yeah. enemies at that kind of Superman level, you know, that's out of his range. And even though recently they tried to like do this whole thing with prep time and blah blah blah, he knows the weakness. All actuality, he's out of his league in that. Yeah, I mean, his his big thing is he's very athletic and has a lot of money to to make extremely neat gadgets. True, right. But you know, for somebody who can fly to the sun and back without any real ill effects, those neat gadgets really don't do much. It's like let me drop your gadgets off in the sun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think I think really with the Justice League movie, they really addressed that really well to kind of make everyone realize that okay, yeah, Batman's obviously he's mortal and he's like second guessing himself. And of course, the quintessential moment for me in that was when he picks up Barry Allen and Barry Allen's like, 
so what's your superpower again? And he's like, well, I'm rich. Yeah, I, I love that part. And, but at and same I time, knew that's where you were going. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, and, and I kind of take issue with that, was like, yeah, he, um, they did a good job showing, like, yeah, compared to the other ones, he's not as powerful. But at the same time, he shouldn't second-guess himself because he should understand his hierarchy of things. He should, yeah, he should get this is, the fact this, that this is I my level. This is my level, and I'm going to send these guys, I'm going to send y'all to fight this thing. Yeah, it's like the Suicide Squad. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Except for Led by Bruce you're, Wayne. <laughs> you're about the Suicide Squad without the bomb in your head, though, so. Right, yeah. yeah I'm going to stay back here. Monitor your life insurance policy. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to go out there. And, uh, I've got one of the best rich. This is actually underweight enterprises anyway, but don't say anything about that one. Yes. But, uh. Wait, sign this before you go. Right? Yeah, they won't sign their waivers. Okay, we're good. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, let's kind of go back to this justice is that, like, they, even though they had the battle that you wanted, though, they did go, they went back to the formula because they went back to. Sending uh, somebody back in time. Well, then they had right. a lot of people back in time in different yes. instances. We find out, um, and then also, um, you know, because of what they did with John, they kind of, and that's what kind of made me say that does a Terminator movie work without Sarah Connor? Is because they put that character back at the center again. Yeah. Whereas if you watch T two again, even though yeah, John's in it. She's still the focus because all the um, initial monologue, in and monologue, is her. The biggest struggle is her dealing with the Terminator at first, dealing with this Terminator. Dealing um, with having the Terminator fighting with her. Right, having the Terminator fight with, with her. And then also, and, and then, um, and then finding out about. Dyson on if she can't if she can change the future, right? Knowing what's going to happen. So, but I mean, it's her story basically. And once they kind of and it seems like once they got away with it, at least somebody in either marketing or whatever, like after Salvation was kind of like, oh, I guess we got to go back to her because well, she's, she's the and and they got Amelia Clark uh, from of course Game of Thrones, but that kind of shows you. They got a current high-profile actress to play the part because again, that part was going to be um, the center, right? Or you know, the the main well, focus again. Well, all of the when movie making comes down to two things: creativity and money. True. And when you're making a sequel or even a, a prequel. Or whatever, especially as many times as Terminator has been made, they're looking at all of the fan mail. All of them saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I love T1. Uh, I love this one. Didn't really like that one. You know, you, and, and some people were really, really uh, involved, you know, in the letters they write or the emails they send about. You know, I really like this about the movie. I really hated this about it, and so on. And the people, you know, when you've got four or five movies worth of fan mail to go over, when you say, okay, we're going to make another one, 
and you know, and all the people going, you know, that they're actually financing this is going, oh, really, not another one. <laughs> uh, but they say, well, we've looked over all these mails, all the emails, all the the, the fan blogs, and everything else, and, yeah. and this is a winning formula. And that's what it comes down to. You know, yeah. the movie got made because they convinced somebody that they could turn a huge profit and so people would invest to, to make the movie and so they showed the, the research they did yeah. from all, like I said, all the fans that said, okay, I like this part, I didn't like this. You know, where'd Sarah Connor go? You right. Know, uh, what, what, ha- what happened with, with Kyle and John? Uh, you know, they were here, then they were not, then they're, you know, they're here but in you know, different relation, yeah. uh, you know, what's going on. And what, so what, they, happened, what happened they, to time travel? I thought that was the thing about Terminator. Yeah, what? and so yeah. They, they look at all the things. Okay, we got this whole big list of what people really liked yeah. and a whole big list of what they didn't like. So, you know, we've got the formula to, to make a real winner. So, you know, will you loan us the big bucks to do it? <laughs> and they say, okay, yeah, you know, your research looks good. And then I think um, when it first came out, even like uh, supposedly like James Cameron even said like this was like as good as hit, you know, like this is a true sequel. I can't, I can't remember what exactly, but it was like a big thing where he, he praised, praised. Yeah, he was like, this is the, the, move, this is the true so, sequel. Too. So like not only that, are we, we're like you said, the, you know, we, we took all the, you know, comments, the formula, we... You know, we went back to the ones that everyone loved, yeah. loved, and and now we've got the blessing of the, the financiers, uh, the financiers, but <laughs> also of the guy the of the guy who yeah. created the first two, which were the ones that were loved. Yeah. So we've got the, that's a big know, plus. So yes. it's it's practically the, and I don't know who if he created. I think he created it in a sense, but in a sense, you've got the blessing of the creator. Basically, it's like if. You're making a Marvel movie and, you know, late Stanley, unfortunately. It, you know, you had his blessing yeah. of making this movie. So, I mean, you know, it's like, what could go wrong with Genesis? Well, you could out uh, the most major plot point in the movie on a poster. <laughs> that, that's yeah, what could that, go wrong. That, that, because if I would have seen that and completely... ripping on the start line... <laughs> completely unaware of what happened and saw the scene where he got injected like in the shoulder or whatever by that Terminator right as mm-hmm. as, uh, as Kyle was being sent back I would have been like oh snap whereas I watched it and I'm like oh that's when he turned into a Terminator that sucks okay uh, right exactly yeah. and, you, and that scene is in the very beginning so yeah, you, like, like you said if you've already seen the poster and trailers you already know what happened at that yeah, point you knew it yeah, was you no surprise good Take take a a page from Marvel, and you know how Marvel has you know you watch the whole movie, then you go through the the credits, then you have this little scene of you know what's coming up. Yeah, and you think they could you know use a page like that, something to you know at least make you think. Well, if I put it you know way at the end, I mean that's like a, a grabber for the next movie. Well, they did that in Genesis. I did uh, watch it again. They actually do have that. In the very end, yeah, I remember that in the in the very end of Genesis, uh, or not the very end, sorry, like the mid credit scene, um, they go they go back to the rubble of the um, 
of Cyberdyne systems, whatever. And as a kind of as the camera goes through the rubble, you kind of go into this like hidden uh, tunnel in a sense, like that was more protected. Mm-hmm. And they actually go into this room where you see this um, sphere. It's like a sphere that still has power, but it's like red inside, and it's supposed to be. That was the real Skynet core, basically. Okay. And then a the camera that Skynet uses to like show itself to everybody um, earlier in the movie, it actually like flickers on, and you see a person kind of appear, like a nondescript just entity. Mm-hmm. So that was the kind of show you that they didn't destroy Skynet in the end of it, and it was like still around. But then they go and show the. The big reveal at the beginning of the next movie instead of well, well that was Genesis. that was Genesis that was in the Genesis. Genesis. Oh, yeah. But you know, you're, but you're right though. Kind of going back to what you're saying though. In uh, Salvation, they didn't have that. Now, I remember because I, I just watched that one. And you're right. In the end of Salvation, there was nothing there. Yeah, there they, was, um, you know, I'm not saying that they should you know, do the whole right. mid credit thing. But, yeah. But that should show them that people like a surprise. You know, don't don't put the 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 big deal on the poster. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want the, the surprise ruined. I don't, I don't read my books starting at the back. <laughs> I don't read the last chapter first. You know, you'll read the give last, me a like, surprise. You'll read the last uh, 25% of the book and then, and then go back and read it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 wanna, I want uh, the anticipation, the, uh, you know, trying to figure it out as I go and then, you know, to see, yeah, whoa, whoa, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Or on uh, Netflix, you watch the last, like, two episodes and then go back to the first, watch the first series. <laughs> yeah. The first uh, series. <laughs> but, uh, well, like, kind of going back to Marvel, and, and this is something interesting on how well, you feel on this one. So, like, um, for instance, with the new Endgame that's coming out next week, um, supposedly all the previews have only been showing the first... 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. at most and the movie is going to be like three hours long so they're not showing anything past like the 15 or 20 minute mark so that means you know we haven't seen anything on pretty much the entire yeah, you know pr- practically the entire movie so that leaves like a big surprise now I think that's a really good that's probably one of the best things to do in a lot of these movies is maybe just show but well, not at the same that time. Happens, the Russo brothers actually have said that they've even they even filmed scenes for the trailers. Right. That's, what, that's, what, the what, that's what I was kind of get, yeah. getting at is that they, yeah, especially in, 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 um, in, yeah. in uh, Infinity War, and I think it happens in some other in other movies too, where uh, certain scenes become deleted scenes, or mm-hmm. it becomes. Um, the movies reshot because that happened in Rogue One. Uh, yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, where there was a lot of scenes that happened in Rogue One that ended up because of the change in I think directors or whatever they didn't use, so they didn't show up. Yeah, it, would would that be better story. if the trailer either only took the fifteen minutes or even technically lies to you? Would that be better for the movie rather than? It show certain plot points that could potentially be 
uh, a spoiler basically well i have seen not not in these movies we've talked about but i have seen movies where all the best scenes i'd already seen on trailers right the rest the rest of the movie pretty well sucked Mm -hmm. i mean you you got the the best parts were already seen on the trailer if i'd known it was going to be like that i could have just you know, watch piece the, piece the different trailers together and forgot about the rest of it. Was <laughs> that get a shot glass with a with a Coca Cola and a single kernel, or a single thing of popcorn, and watch the trailer? Like it's almost like taking communion, and then, <laughs> 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 and then you're like, okay, I'm good. I've seen all I need to see, and that's yeah, I've seen all the parts. Yeah. I'm good. Well, I guess that's the problem making the trailers. That like you know, you you, you need to show enough to, to get grab their attention. Grab their attention. But is not the, enough to, to give it all away. Right, give it all away. And I guess that's the that's the thing that a lot of people have problem with is that like you said, you know, the movies you saw that they they want to grab your attention with all these cool scenes. It just so happens that those cool scenes are the best things about the yeah, movie. The rest, the rest of the movie pretty well sucked. <laughs> of course they got at that point they've got their money. And you yeah. bought your ticket, you went in and you're going, Wow, that was a waste of time and money. But for the movie makers, they're going one born every minute. <laughs> now the question though is that would you have seen that movie if they would have taken a more subtle approach? If they didn't show, if maybe they only had one of the cool scenes and just like whatever, something it might not have peaked. Yes, yeah, so whatever. What if it, it, might, it might not have. Or it could have been so obscure, like for instance, John Carter, which I thought was a great film. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, it was, I thought it was a really good film as well. Because after watching all the trailers. Nobody knew what the movie was about, and unfortunately, nobody under the age of one hundred would have known what the movie was about. Because how many? Now, people... Wait a minute. Well, I, I, mean... I am under the age of one hundred. Not not much <laughs> under as you guys, but I, I was a Edgar Rice Burroughs fan. Well, he wrote more than Tarzan. Yeah, but these mo- these books were written at the turn of the century. Well, yes, yeah, I did so... not read them first edition. And I, and I think John Carter could have. That that could have summed up easily by just adding of Mars. Yeah, people in, in the title. Yeah, and it would, that it would have been a lot and, better. And, then, and they, they would have grabbed people of Mars. Right. Oh. Well, actually, yeah. the original stuff, the original yeah, marketing the original, material, yeah. did have of Mars, and then they took it down. And then I remember walking into a movie theater, and all I saw was a JC, and I was like, uh, it was it was a huge standee, giant standee. No pictures, no nothing. It just said JC, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, pretty much. I was like, I don't know what this movie is. And then later on, I saw the trailer for the movie I was actually going to go see, yeah. and I saw that same symbol, and I was like, Oh, that's a standee for John Carter. Wow, Disney, multi-billion-dollar industry, and they can't even make a standee that actually tells me why I'm staring at it, what it actually yeah. is. And, well, and, and again, again, it's it's the difference between. Movie makers and, and movie marketers. Yeah, marketers are a different kind of animal. That uh, they're they're a lower life form of some sort. They, <laughs> it's yeah, or it could no be like somebody like Vince McMahon sitting there like I love it. It's great. Yeah, the marketer, <laughs> yeah, it's like the marketers on a lot of these movies. It just I, I just don't know where they're getting their information. Like sometimes they do a great job, but then sometimes, like I said, like so with John Carter, it's like. All you had to do was what you like. You already had it, and I remember seeing some of the um, was it the end of things where it has like the J and the C in that Mars text and the M right next to it. It's like right there. It's like 
you have like logos for it, like and, and they, they didn't and, connect the dots. And you can't tell me like that much. We're not adding like some long title. I mean, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean and the Curse of the Black Pearl. I mean, we're not adding yeah, this, like entire sentence along with this film. Yeah, you're only adding four letters. Well, yeah, and six. And, yeah, six yeah, yeah, six letters, yeah. and that, and that would and that clearly would make people understand. You know who. Who don't understand who this John Carter is? Even the 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 marketing department when they wrote the book, but John Carter of Mars. Right. Well, actually, the book the, the, yeah. the Princess of Mars was actually. But but though yeah, that was the first one. But yeah, the whole thing was, was like of Mars. Of, yeah, yeah there series. Was a series of books, and that's what made me look into the series because it was like of Mars, and it made more sense where they had like of Mars and all these different. Um, you know, yeah, books. One, well, and that's that's the real funny part about it is, is they marketed Pirates of the Caribbean perfectly, and it's a movie based off of a theme park ride. It's not actually yeah. based off of anything, yeah, right? No, exactly. It's, like, it's, that. A, yeah, it's nobody, even an old. It's not even a new ride. It's a very old well, ride. Yeah, from yeah, the, we rode the Pirates of the, the Caribbean sixties or seventies. Yeah, I think, we. When we we rode the Pirates of the Caribbean when, when I won that trip to Disney World when I was in the first grade. Yeah. Right. It's not even a area or anything like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's literally just, just one, ride. It's just one ride. ride. That's it. Yet John Carter was a series of six books written well by received. one of the... Well received. written by one of the best turn-of-the-century literary artists, artists mm-hmm. of his time. Potentially inspiring things like Superman of its very concept of... A, you know, in this yeah, case, it's a man going like to a different planet, a science fiction and because he's on this different planet, he has powers, uh, like uh, abilities. That's yeah. that's Superman. I mean, that's yeah. that's the idea of Superman right there. Only yeah. like Superman's taken to a to the nth degree, yeah, uh, from uh, a completely different planet because we're the sun. Since he came from a different sun, a solar system, exactly. Like, our so, sun gives him different powers. Where John Carter, he's going to a, a planet with less gravity. So he, he's right. a lot stronger due to their lighter gravity. Yeah, but, it, but and, I'm just saying, though, no, clearly this is the inspiration for that. So you're saying, like, this is, like, the, for the most part, unless you're going with Greek mythology or something like that, this is, like, the first kind of... Superhero. Uh, right, American kind of... Yeah. The first science superhero. fiction. Yeah. He's first science fiction for superhero. Yeah. And you miss the marketing on all that, and... And like I said, and the movie wasn't like you said earlier. The movie wasn't bad. No, it just was, was so poorly marketed. It was bound to fail because nobody knew why it was there. Because I mean, you look at, I mean, movie marketing has so much of a big uh, influence. You look at, okay, Captain Marvel, for instance, and the original Captain Marvel, which is Shazam, Shazam. Mm-hmm. and you look at it on ticket sales and Captain Marvel is still selling out theaters five weeks later and Shazam is struggling to sell out theaters in its second week. Um, You know, and it all comes down to marketing. It all comes down to, you know, how the public perceives it. And a lot of people didn't know about Shazam. Though I, I feel like they missed the boat in the casting department because, you know, we all have this 
the Mandela effect where we all think that Sinbad started a movie called Shazam in the in the nineties where it was actually oh, it was actually Shaquille O'Neal's because uh, they have oh, that one? Oh yeah because yeah, that's yeah everybody Can't thought it was that everybody thought it was uh, Sinbad in a movie called Shazam. Um, well, so I, I think the wizard should have been uh, should have been uh, Shaquille O'Neal. No 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 oh dear should have been uh, dang it I just. Sinbad? Sinbad. Yeah, oh. he should have been the wizard. That would have been hilarious. He could have actually finally been in a oh movie called goodness. Shazam. That would have... Now, wow. granted, the guy... I mean, uh, I can't say his name, but... I would but be the, cool if Sinbad was. The guy who plays the wizard in Shazam, he's got the perfect voice and everything for playing the wizard. But... Yeah, the Chmon Hansu oh, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, who is a, who? Who's also in Captain yeah, he's Marvel? Yeah, in both Captain <laughs> Marvel movies. I but but I think also Shazam kind of falls for a, um, which they've kind of uh, got the good graces back with Aquaman, just like that whole DC movies because you know kind of going back, Batman v Superman didn't land with a lot of people. Neither did Suicide Squad or Justice League, but. If you Aquaman look, did. If you look way back, uh, DC Comics was never, in my opinion, never as good as Marvel. Marvel just had the thing. They had, uh, in the 60s, mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, uh, Marvel had the, the heroes or possible heroes uh, when you look at Wolverine and some of the other the X-Men especially I mean yeah. those were screwball people uh, Spider-Man you look they, at all of them, they were they had the products of the 60s yeah uh, DC Comics during the 60s and 70s they were still putting stuff right out of the 40s I mean okay. you had the superhero that was just a fantastically nice guy, uh, you know Clark Kent that would could always be counted on to go rescue Lois Lane, mm-hmm. uh, Batman who could always you know hop in his jet powered Batmobile and and go to the rescue uh, with you know never messing their hair or anything, and uh, Marvel had you know the gritty reality of you know. Hey, these people you know, have problems. I'm a, I've got to be a superhero, but hey, uh, I got to pay my rent somehow. Uh, right. I have to go, you know, I think I'm going to have to steal this guy's lunch down here. He just walked out of <laughs> McDonald's. I'm going to zip there with my uh, Spidey net and I'm going to steal his lunch <laughs> because I haven't eaten all day because I'm zipping along these buildings. Uh, you know, it's, it's reality. Yeah. That, that DC didn't put into it that um, that Marvel did, and I think that's why they're still Marvel is you know leading by a huge stretch in, in the movies of the, making a, for, off of their comics. Well, yeah, I know for me, like I I didn't really get into comics until probably around the late eighties early 90s and at least for me a lot at least around that time I always saw Marvel kind of like what you're saying is that the characters especially the X-Men is what I kind of gravitate to 
yeah, they were uniforms, they were costumes, but then they were also real people. Mm-hmm. They had, like, actual problems and issues. They had issues like, you know, people still didn't care for them just because they were kind of different. You know, they, they had these kind of actual problems where, at least in the beginning, because I didn't read too many of the DC comics until way later, initially when I looked at things like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, yeah, they looked cool, but they were also just more fantastic. Yeah, they were too more, perfect. Yeah, they were too perfect on what they did. They didn't have any major issues. You know, before I started getting into it and actually seeing, oh, they do have like, you know, when you get deep down into it, and I think later on they started adding it. Mm. But yeah, but initially, yeah, we saw them as that kind of like, yeah, they're just too perfect. They don't have, they don't have real, or they don't have real issues. Like, they have the issues of like, trying to fight a super villain or, you know, not being able to make it to this place in time. But, you know, like you said, like characters like um, Spider-Man and X-Men, like, you know, I'm going to pay this rent or else I'm going to be homeless. Or, you know, I've got to get to the hospital because somebody's actually hurt and can't yeah, be just or, you know, magic. Yeah, I've got, to, I've got to do my superhero thing, but I'm also trying to hold down a part-time job and, and right and I'm gonna, well like right yeah because I got an exam I got to take so whole thing yeah I've got an exam I got to take so if I don't take that then I'm gonna be kicked out yeah I'm gonna fail and, and who knows what right exactly um, Wolverine potentially or you know just constantly he had a bad attitude I mean that, that's what I liked about yeah I'm just, you know, he, he just you know sure. I'm a superhero, but if you screw with me, I will kill you. Yeah, like, like and I you don't was, have to be a real bad guy. You just have to get me in a bad wrong, at the bad mood. <laughs> yeah, later I always, uh, I always thought of Wolverine as just Rambo, in which he's been through these wars and has this PTSD that, like, yeah, he's okay, but. Don't sneak up behind him and say bang. Or don't like uh, <laughs> or be careful of like if all of a sudden like there's a lot of flashing lights or yeah. like let him walk through your town. Right. No, yeah. Like, let him know. like if he's quiet for too long, you know, just 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 slowly step out of the room because yeah. you don't know what he's gonna you know, he has that kind of like disorder there. Staring that, off into space. Let him stare. Let like, him stare. Do not come up and tap him on the shoulder. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't tap him on the no. shoulder. Don't, you know. Might be or, the last thing you do. Nor do you want to even, like, even though you have problems, don't try to compare your problems to his. No. Right. <laughs> because he has clearly gone through stuff that you can. That you can't imagine. You can't imagine that you've probably read history books that he was part of that you don't yeah, realize he, he might have been the one they were talking about <laughs> right, exactly yeah but yeah but it, but it kind of just shows you that you know all these different characters had these kind of real life issues one way or another yeah at that um at least in the beginning and yeah and that that may be why as far as like in the movie realm why the Marvel movies because they built it on that with Iron Man they started to relate. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. We know. Well, we can relate. I could you? never be like Batman. No. Uh, one, you know, he's a lot better financier than I am. Uh, but, you know, I could, you know, just never spend all my time 
either waiting beside the bat phone or you know going out to rescue somebody. Right. Well, you know. even before that, you know, I, I I don't have the finance to be able to travel all around the world to like and spend like months traded under this yeah. person or that person and then have the money and the resources to create random gadgets and no one asks questions like some like manufacturing company in like China's like yeah we got another order for like 800 like uh, throwing knives in the bat oddly <laughs> yeah. enough look like bats bats yeah um uh, and you know he's not sitting. Is this from Mattel? Uh, right, is this like to a toy line? No, it's just sent to this like random like um, uh, business in Gotham where all the other ones have been sent It's a to. drop box. Okay. <laughs> There's a P.O. box down at the UPS store and they all come there. I don't yeah. know. Somebody around here has got to know who's picking these up. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, the, uh, all the signatures on, at the UPS store say out a pennyworth. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, this mean thing to me, but Alfred is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, they they are making that little. They they are making an Alfred prequel series or something like that. I'd heard about that where he's uh, he was a secret agent for the British during World War Two, I think. Okay. And then uh, how he goes from that to being a butler. In America, they I'm not they kind of gloss over that many maybe. Yeah, but, but I don't I don't know. I'm that's what kinda, I'm hearing or what I, I did hear. I feel like you know what? That's a great backstory. That's one of those things where it'd make a cool episode at some point. I don't need an entire series on that. Well, and, and here's the but thing: it has if no he's basis. this great like yeah. uh, uh, soldier and everything. Why did they have him as the butler, not their personal bodyguard? Because obviously Bruce Wayne's life would have been a lot different, right? And he was, <laughs> and he was a personal bodyguard, and he was like with them when he went to the freaking Zorro. The whole story would have been a completely different thing, yeah. knowing that your butler was an ex uh, SAS. SAS. Yeah. You know, he was basically James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Why wasn't he with you? Oh, just because I wanted to have time with my son and daughter. No. Sudden wife. No, I'm sorry. No, you're Bruce gets back from the, the cops drop him off. Oh, you know, your dad shutting it up. You should have brought me along. <laughs> right. I, I told him I didn't need them the And if he knows and if he knows his like story is not even the first thing he should be I'm like, where were you? <laughs> right. And why did he go I, off of halfway around the world to be trained by questionable looking Asiatics? <laughs> Uh, when he had a, a perfectly trained, highly skilled killer right in his own home, where you know they could have you know set well, up a schedule. We'll get up. We'll have breakfast. I'll teach you to kill people. We'll well, bring for not, lunch. Well, apparently not too skilled because his parents didn't get killed. So I guess. Well, he, well, he wasn't there. You can't blame him for not being protective when they weren't there. Now, he sadly, there. Christopher Lee is passed on, but he would be the perfect char- person to play that character since he actually was in the SAS. Oh, oh really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that, actually. He, he, the reason, well, the reason why he was in Lord of the Rings, he actually met J.R.R. Tolkien at a bar. Okay. And J.R.R. Tolkien wrote on a napkin, if this ever gets made into a movie, uh, Christopher Lee gets to play Gandalf. So when Peter Jackson started making the movie, Christopher Lee hears about it, 
flies to the, to meet with Peter Jackson, hands him the napkin. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to be Gandalf. I've already, it's already been promised. Uh, didn't quite happen that way. Well, because Christopher Lee had always played villains in movies, they um, he wanted him to play a villain, so that's how right, that worked out. Yeah, got some. But the way I found out about the whole where he was in the military is in the Two Towers when he when uh, he stabs Greeler and or or when yeah you know, uh, okay yeah yeah and gets thrown off the thing. Peter Jackson walks well, up. To, it's Return of the King, right? That, that happens. Oh, yeah. Return of the King. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So when he stabs him and everything and kills him, Peter, or, or no, I mean, when Grimer stabs him and kicks him off the tower or whatever. But uh, Peter Jackson walks up to him and he says, hey, um, you know, those that gargling noise that you made when you got stabbed and you were falling and everything, that's, that's not right. We need to reshoot that. That's not how somebody would sound. And he looks at Peter Jackson and is like, uh, I've done this. And I know how it sounds. <laughs> Peter Jackson. I've been on the other side of this one. <laughs> I sound Wolverine, but with <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so Peter Jackson smartly walked back behind the camera. Yep. Called, called his insurance company to make sure his payments were, were uh, paid up. Called and, security. Uh, started rolling the next scene. So yeah, that's that's how that's how I found out about that. But yeah, so yes. he literally was a secret service agent for the British government. He is actually a scary looking person. I mean, if you saw him in a dark What's... alley, you would run away. He wouldn't have to say anything. I'd just what? run away. Well, again, though, was Chris Pratt scary, or was, is that just a byproduct of all his roles? That just that just kind of yeah, because he always played a bad character. He played. The... He played, uh, after Lon Chaney, he played Jack Dracula in several films. Yeah. He, he's always played a villain. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, you know, sometimes, like, like, certain actors, yeah. like, if they're in certain roles, like, for pretty much their entire career, does that kind of Make permeate into their, like, how you just see them, or how their persona, how you yeah. see them but normally? Yeah, naturally, a lot of that comes through. But some of them, you got to think, well, how did they get that role to start with? Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's true. At, uh, you look at so many people. Oh, like Vincent Price. Okay, yeah. I mean, you look at Vincent Price, and you know you can see, yeah, it wouldn't take a whole lot to make him Dracula. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Vincent he's got Price. The peak, he's got the thin mustache. And that I've laugh. seen him yeah, on the laugh. Muppets, and he can scare you on the Muppets. Yeah. I've seen Alice Cooper on the Muppets. Well, say uh, another one, uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, like yeah, he's, he's he's just out there. I mean, yeah. I, you've seen him in well uh, several different movies. Yeah, like when is it? Um, like uh, was it? Um, uh, was it Rock Harper's show? Clue. You know, it's just I, I'm not saying like he's he's not one as far as being a bad guy. But at least being crazy, a little out there, a little out there, just like mischievous or just like, you know, he's up to something. Did you like, see um, Oscar? Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, he was in that. Yeah, and he was the oddball linguistic linguistic doctor. Yeah. You know, and you're going. That's not. I mean, it's a, a far cry from little rock rock. Rocky Horror Picture. Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, yeah, that one. It's far cry from that. 
Well, I but it, it's still, he's an oddball character. Yeah, yeah and then was it um, Home Alone 2, where he's the, uh, that concierge, whatever. Yes. Or, yeah. And, um, Don't oh, tell. was it? Charlie's Angels, where he's the uh, business exec. He's just kind of, I don't know, he just has, Tim Curry just has this kind of presence that's just really cool. Yeah. From the different movies we have seen him in, you know, if he just walked into a, a, a set of any movie, you instantly, okay, he's up to something. Yeah. Because we've seen him in so many different movies, mm-hmm. going, he's, he's going to be up to something. We don't know what. We don't know if he's good or bad or what. Yes. But we know he's going to be up to something. Because it's just, you know, you, you've come to expect that. Yeah. From, from the years of seeing him in different things. And much like, well, Vincent Price, you know, you see him in anything. And you just turn in the middle, you know, flipping through channels in the middle of the night and you see Vincent Price. Okay, well, this is probably a horror movie. Right, yeah. Because that's what he, you know, what you've seen him in the most. Right. You know, you flip through channels, you see John Wayne. Okay, you know, even if he's not wearing a hat, he's probably a cowboy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with uh, Robert Mitchum. It's an action flick. Uh, well, going back to um, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Usually whenever you see him, he's, it, a, he's like, it's a, going to, it's be, going to action. be an action film and he's the hero. Yeah. Which... Uh, very rarely, I mean, there's a, a couple with uh, twins and... Uh, which had, which had, was, it's, it had its moments of action. He, he, he did. No, uh, that was twins. Well, no, there was oh, another one where oh, he got pregnant. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that was a weird one. I don't know yeah. why. I'm, I'm thinking of Mr. Mom, but wasn't that like Michael Keaton? Yeah, it's Michael yeah, Keaton. Yeah, so what's the, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah, but yeah, it, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he tried, once he started to be on a string sentences together, they tried to put him in comedies. So. Well, he guess, actually wanted, yeah, I mean, he wanted I've, to be in a comedy because yeah, he'd done yeah. so many, you know, blood and guts action movies, he wanted to be in a comedy. What was like and in, he asked uh, for it. It was like in the first Terminator, he wanted, uh, I remember watching the, uh, um, I think the uh, documentary about it, um, he wanted to be, he initially wanted to be the villain. He didn't want to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And really, like, kind of tried his best to pitch for it, and he finally got it. But unfortunately, you know, by the second one, they kind of reverse course, they kind of turned it back into the uh, hero again. The more, like, violent hero, but still the hero. Yeah. Well, that, that's uh, actually fairly common. Uh, a couple movies, John Wayne wanted to play the drunk. Uh, El Dorado. Okay. They had, you know, he was the, the big hero cowboy and Robert Mitchum was the drunken sheriff. They kept at him and kept at him because he said, no, I want to be the drunken sheriff in this one. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's the part I want. Yeah. And they finally wore him down until he took the part that he had. But, you know, a lot of the, the uh, I guess they like to the, uh, stretch their wings. You know, right. Get out of their comfort zone. Do something different for a change. Yeah, because it kind of gives them that opportunity. Because I think, um, that's why I kind of feel sorry for people, like, um, especially like a lot of people in uh, different TV shows, like uh, Game of Thrones. Like, uh, a buddy of mine at work kind of talk about this, because like, we always wonder, like, when you're on a show, like, 
like for that, for instance, that's been around for 10 years. And especially um, for a lot of the younger cast members. So not like the older ones like um, Sean Bean, Lena Yeah, Hedy. he's been on like, he's died they, in everything. That he's yeah, he died in everything. Hey, well, uh, not, not Nash, he didn't die in National Shredder. Darn, that's one thing he's not died in. Yeah, very true. And you don't see him die in Ronin, I think. Right. He's just kind of, he's just it's fired. It's he's dead, yeah. Assumed. But I'm saying, like, a lot of the older actors in a show like Game of Thrones, you know, you know they, they had careers before. This might have gave them a boost, and then mm-hmm. they'll go on other things. But, like, some of the younger ones or people who, you know, weren't really known until that show, it, it, you could imagine it's probably hard, you know, that they'll want to do something different, even though everyone's seen you in this role. Yeah. For, like, I've seen you grow you know, up in that Grow up in, yeah, exactly. Grow yeah. up in this role for, like, you know, nine, ten years. They'll all everyone will want to say, Oh, if I have a role like this, then I'll get you. Not thinking, yeah, you know, you're really up for anything. Uh, there's a term for it typecast, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, and so many people have, their careers have died because yeah. of that. Uh, well, Gilligan's Island is a fantastic example, absolutely. Most of those people never worked again after Gilligan's Island, mm-hmm. even though the uh, professor uh, had been in several westerns and was was a rising star in the in the western genre and then it goes on Gilligan's Island and he's never heard from again. Yeah, I mean look at Val Kilmer. I mean what was he in after Batman? <laughs> he was a typecast. Well, yeah, he wasn't really typecast in that one. <laughs> yeah, he was just, a lot of people, unfortunately he was just forgotten. Yeah. yeah. Deja vu. I mean after but even then he was kind after, of a, after he was Top a secondary. Gun, after Real Genius, which I feel like was probably his best role, I think. Uh, yeah. Top Gun wasn't really that much of a role for him. Yeah, I mean, like he well, was, no, I meant yeah, he I mean, chopped his gum and or snapped his gum and went or something like that. And that was pretty much it. But um but well, yeah, so, typecasting is a, a oh, death sentence for a lot of lot of. Uh, but on the on the flip side, if you can do well, tag on one thing. If you um, like a Brendan Fraser, yeah, is one that when I saw him in the Mummy, I was like, oh, this guy is amazing. Um, and Mummy, Mummy Returns, and then you know, I hate you say this, but when I first saw him in that, I thought of him as like, if you wanted to redo Star Wars, there's Han Solo right there. At least the way he was in those movies, like I mean, he was, he had, he had, he he just had that quality that you could see that if you wanted to make, like, if you were going to redo Solo at that point, maybe a young Fraser, he's a little too pretty. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're going to do like that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were if you were to redo that Solo movie they did like a couple last year, at least back then, he would have been perfect. But then at at a certain point he just dropped off. Like I think after like be dazzled or. Well, I or, think he had actual health issues. Yeah, okay, yeah, so health he issues. Had, and now yeah. he's he's back. He's doing um. He's actually in Doom Patrol now. Yeah, and I've he seen did a couple a, of like a TV show, like a very short run TV show. Uh, he did a couple uh, like independent uh, foreign films. Yeah. Uh, that were actually pretty decent as well. But yeah, he had a he had a. Pretty good 
amount of a following, especially after the money. Yeah. Um, you know, and he he did a lot of different types of roles because he did like Blast from the Past, which was yeah, Blast from the Past. But I feel Dudley like he was right. Yeah, does not do right. But I kind of, but I kind of feel like he was he was typecast for that kind of role. So when his health issue came along, and he could no longer do that role, everything else just like they didn't really take him seriously on anything else. It took him a couple of years to start get back into it it, to show no, I've a lot more range than being this kind of um, kind of mid tier protagonist type of character. I can do more than that. And it took a while for that to kind of take place. But um, kind of going to somebody who is typecast but has worked well just because it's been kind of great. He just gets the right roles for it. The Rock. Yeah. He's kind of typecast as this kind of like basically a real life superhero in a sense. Like he looks human but at the same time he's doing these things that no normal person (laughs) Well, I, I, I was thinking of something actually quite different that he was a big muscular very tough on the outside mm-hmm. but soft on the inside right so, yeah it has that kind of like uh, so he, did that where he was the, the football player and found out he had a what, seven or eight year old daughter uh, game plan yeah game plan uh, one where he was down in he was uh, a collector for a, uh, a, a oh yeah a bookie, where he's very tough on the outside, but he never used guns. Yep. Uh, and he, and he went down to to South America to collect this guy's son and bring him back. Yeah. And then after that, uh, walking tall. Yeah. I didn't Where's, see that one. I personally like it, but I've heard a lot of people who like the original said that it doesn't. Hold a candle, but I never uh, saw the. I original. saw original some of the originals, call. and um, yeah. they were okay back then. I, I tried to watch one recently. It was on TV, and I've gone, wow, that was I way back then. It was I don't know if it's time. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. Yeah, that are like, yeah. oh, that was a uh, of its time. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> Very good back then, but yeah. today it, it didn't age well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, there's certain movies they make them, and they're so they're so that time period that when you go back and watch them, unless you are really really nostalgic for that time period, you can't watch it because you're like, it was like that at this time, you know, like like you're trying to read the um, uh, the books for. Um, the Man in the High Castle, which is an awesome series on yeah. Amazon Prime. I, but reading oh. the books, it is so, like, I was embarrassed to read them because I'm sitting there and like, this is, I no, this is not, this is not, this. these books, if people knew what was between the covers of these books, they would burn them. You know? Oh, okay. I mean, it is like, this, this, like, it is so racial and so, like, right. I mean, like, like, if people actually looked and opened the books, which... Not a lot of people do actually open books anymore, but yeah, if but people actually opened them and read them, I, I, be, I believe <laughs> that, that they would actually be burned because yeah. people don't actually know what's in there. But I mean, like I'm listening to the audio book and I'm driving around and I'm like, this is a little loud. <laughs> I need to turn that down because it's, 
I could get well, shot if someone hears that type of well, stuff well, I'm sure, talk coming through the speakers of my car. Well, I'm sure High Castle is like harder because, like you know, one they're yes, they're, they are kind of taking um, notes of things that did happen, you know, in history with the Nazi Party in World War Two, right. but then they're fudging it to say, okay, but what would have happened if it yeah, continued? Yeah, but at the same time, never really evolved at the same time. And you just, it's, I always think that that's like one of those hard things to do because you have books, you know, about history that tells you of things that actually did happen. Right. But when you start trying to, in a sense, make up how it would progress, but then also say that it wouldn't have evolved when in actuality things did evolve well in the show in the show it didn't yeah but that's what I'm saying though in the show it does but the show kind of takes the presence of it didn't like time almost in a way kind of stopped right just just because they but just because they were able to win it didn't evolve like well it would evolve differently Uh, there would have been no civil rights movement Uh, the Nazis would have just Start killing everybody. But I'm saying like the, but the, um, but what I kind of get what he was saying is like, you know, I, I can imagine like the, I guess the wording they use, the kind of situations they have, you know, you're, that's kind of what's creating the embarrassment of is that they're showing that that kind of thing didn't evolve, I guess. Yeah, yeah, there was no change on that. And, and of course in the books, I mean, they were literally, I think, I want to say the Nazis were already on the moon and the Mars. I mean, they had built rocket ships, so they were way, way yeah. far technologically advanced. But well, the the terminology and the writing was it was very much of the period. It was stuff that you could say then, but nowadays yeah. it's like yeah, but I see can't that, read that that's this. total fallacy. I mean, if you look at real history, and if you look at the Nazi Party, if they were still in power, they would not be on the moon. They would not be even been out of space. Simple, plain fact, the majority of the science, or not the majority, but a great deal of the scientists that are responsible for well, one, our modern medicine being what it is and our space program were Jews. The Nazis would not have put them in charge of anything. They, would, they wouldn't even have survived. So, you know, most of modern what we take for granted, the science, the medicine, yeah. uh, the technology that we have would have all been crippled at the level of 1940 uh, because most of our uh, leaps, or a great deal of our leaps, uh, and a lot of the stuff that our leaps are based upon were done by uh, Jews and people that were you know, very unsympathetic to any sort of Nazism they wouldn't have put themselves out to develop things uh, for the Nazis any more than people put themselves out to to uh, develop things for communist Russia. Yeah, well, that's why Russians kept stealing our technology because their people were going, "Well, why should I put myself out and do that when I'm not going to get nothing for it?" <laughs> you know, forget that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they would they wouldn't have gotten anywhere. They would have probably. Stayed approximately at the level of the forties, okay. because they were just—it's it, a that sort of society they were building 
was stagnant. And luckily, I haven't. I don't read too many uh, books that kind of do that. There's one series that kind of did it a little bit. It was the um, I call it the world. It's like the World at War series by uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Harry Turtle Dove. Turtle Dove, yeah. Um, which, which is kind of like there's the, actually several. Well, he's yeah, talking well, about the series. I'm talking about series, but like you know, there's just you know because it takes place during World War Two, there's certain you know words and things like that. That's just like okay, it's your t- this is the time period, so I get yeah, it. But um, you know, it's so, unfortunate. Uh, but that was, you know, there was a lot of terminology that is totally taboo today. Absolutely. And it should be. Yeah. But it was common back then. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I don't condone any of it, but it is part of history. True. And yeah. uh, it doesn't do to ignore history. No. Uh, as Somebody, and I can't remember who, said, uh, those who forget history are doomed, doomed to, to repeat, repeat it. it. So, uh, you know, I never said, well, let's forget that ever happened. I said, no, no, no. Let's remember that it happened right. and remember that, you know, it was a very bad thing to have let happen. <laughs> right. You know, uh, and then you can say, okay, well, we don't want to go there again, where you just forget it. Well, you don't. See if it's starting to happen again. You right, you're not going to you're not going to know the signs. Yeah, you're not going to recognize when it actually well, starts happening. Or... Going down this path. Uh, yeah. Where if you, if you remember history, it's, oh yeah, I think I know where this path. I know where this leads to somewhere else. Like, so I kind of veer this off a little bit yeah. before we. Uh... So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, so here's a question. Uh, James Cameron's wanting to make six. Terminator Dark Fate into a trilogy. To kind of go back to the Terminator thing because we went way off on a crazy tangent. Oh, yeah. Like, he's wanting to make this into a trilogy. Oh, my God. Does that make it like 6 1, 6 2, and 6 3? Right? Is, exactly. Or, or is it 6 7 and 8? I mean, is it going to be like one huge movie? Uh, no, no. He's actually wanting to make that, three separate films. Actually, that, that's, a, that's a perfect um, question because that's what a lot of people do, which. Oh my god, it bugs me no end sometimes. When they make like these, they say, okay, we're going to make three movies, and they don't resolve it. Like, the first movie is nothing but a setup for the next movie. Mm-hmm. And you have to hope that that movie did well enough so you actually get to know get whatever. Get to see the next one. Get to see the next one. So it's like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Yeah, not everybody has the luck of the Wachowskis to. To have people basically throwing money at them to right. make the next two movies, but at the very least, <clears throat> that it, if you go to Wachowski's though, Matrix One does kind of it does resolve. It, it does resolve, like the, yeah. the you know the the major focus of it as far as the agents yeah, and it Sentinels. can be a standalone. Movie. Yeah, it can be standalone, and it just kind of and it ends with just a you know yes, the war is still going, but now we have this. Trump card yeah, of Dio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. The, oh, but go ahead and what you're saying is that uh, just him making this trilogy, which I'm just like, oh God, can you just, can James Cameron just focus on making the one movie 
good. The, and the one movie to rule them all. Right, exactly. <laughs> at, least, at least the one movie to bring us all back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us give us a give us the Terminator equivalent of Titanic. Oh, just, that's that's like way too much. No, I mean I, just a movie that that was insanely popular. I'll, I'll accept the Terminator equivalent of John Wick. Of and and see, that, that would be if they had Terminators that that were like John Wick. That would be awesome. You know, just 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 a fun movie. You you get the you know you bring back to whatever the Terminator whatever you want to call like the the core essentials of the Terminator. Um, Whatever that turns out to be, um, but just a fun movie. Yes, you can see where it can lead to it, but you kind of you know sum everything in the movie. It's not overly complicated, but is complex enough to you know give it a little bit of extra thought, but nothing too crazy. I'm um, I'm all for it. So that's why that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm waiting to see. I've seen a couple of set photos. I'm waiting to see an actual trailer for Dark Fate before yes. I can before I say yay or nay. Because they've got a lot of new acting talent, um, you know, there as well. I mean, granted, they're bringing back Linda Hamilton. They're bringing back, um, you know, they're bringing back uh, Arnold. But the next big name they have is um, I can't remember Mackenzie. Is she the only? I mean, she's only played like bit parts. Yeah, and she's you know what? She's a funny one because I remember if I remember if I remember correctly, I think she's the same one who was in The Martian. Yes, yeah, she was the the one she who was discovered the that the, uh, the yeah the little pod moved or whatever. And, and actually, she was in uh, what was the other thing she was in recently? Gosh, I can't think of it. She was in another movie recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. I, I can't think of the one, but I remember seeing her in Marshall. And I was like, okay, she's pretty good. I'd like to see her, you know. Like yeah, like in a role that's longer than more stuff. Well, I mean, most actresses or actors and actors start out, you know, being a bit part player. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but I mean, when you're taking a series that's been around this long and you're bringing in so much new talent, it's like, I mean, granted, everyone's really old or whatever that's, that's playing it. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger's, what, 71? No, no that's something Star else. Wars. Star Wars, the first one, there was no established talent. Harrison Ford was the only actually established, if you can even call it that, talent on, on the thing. I, he, he was in... Um, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. And he had a bit part in that. I thought Alec Guinness was... Alec Guinness. Yeah, Alec yeah, Guinness. He had been in movies. He, he'd been in movies since, you know, they were they were rolling the film by hand. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Uh, uh, was it um, Peter Cushing? Peter Cushing's... Cushing's? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, I mean, Anthony Daniels. Uh, I think he had been in movies. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the time, he yeah. had a couple of... They had a few... A few but known talent, yeah. but most With of them, the the, the main, main star is what you're going. Yeah, right. new newbies. Yeah, were new new blood. Yeah, they were they were uh, you know had bit part pieces here and there, or, and uh, now that that actually brings up kind of a question I have then, with the inclusion of Lindo Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger, at what point is do you just step back and go like, Nah, you're we're good. You know, even though yes, the the franchise is built off of your characters, and for the most part, those characters kind of 
propelled your careers for both cases. I mean, Linda Hamilton, um, biggest roles are either like the Terminator franchise and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, not not didn't do much else. Yeah. So I mean, uh, so, so even though yeah, they're you know you got James Cameron back and he wants to kind of bring things back. Yeah, I mean, they'll have the, the Terminator like, will actually be in an exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's, he's too old. Like, it's it's going to be like Elysium. <laughs> like, yeah, when, when, I, when I was watching Genesis, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I know you're trying to get this whole, it's living tissue, so that's why he looks old. And, you know, they, they, they did the thing with his arm, his, his leg kind of like twitching in his head, you know, it was kind of getting old I'm like okay yeah, it's a little bit short circuited right the, yeah uh, but I'm like you know maybe it's just enough maybe yeah, we need you know, to kind of with a Terminator you know he's supposed to be rough and tough indestructible killing machine right regardless yeah. of how we may look on the outside he's still this robot he's still this like you know yeah. I mean, robot on the inside so he could be Mickey he's Mouse like, <laughs> yeah you know, a six foot Mickey Mouse would be terrifying you know if he Comes into your house, you know, breaks down the door, said, Come with me if you want to live. I'd be going, <laughs> No, I'm not getting eaten by a six foot well, rat. Well, doesn't well, does Mickey does that anyway with like. But it's still a But he tells you, Go to the theater if you want to live. <laughs> Next Disney film, aka Avengers in Game. I'm just going to be like, If he did that, I'm like, well, Here's my money. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's skip to the movie. You get it anyway. Yeah. But no, I was like, I'm just wondering, like, I just don't see the, I, I just, I guess I just don't see the, 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 um, the benefit of having Linda Hamilton and Arnold and, back in these films. No, because like, nobody they, really expects, you know, they expect a Terminator, they expect Sarah Connor. Right, but yeah, exactly. nowadays people don't really expect to have the same actor for, in the same part for 25 or 30 years. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, like we said earlier, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man was a very good franchise uh, 20 years ago with... Uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. And now it's equally, or if not a little bit better, with this new guy. Yeah, it's selling, you know, it's selling out. And people aren't going to say... Oh man, it, you know that's not Tobey Maguire. I'm not gonna go see it. They're going, it's Spider Man. Let's go see it. Yeah. You know because it's it's. But that's what you're going like, to see the movie. You're not. There's there's a few that are going to go see. You know if, if Arnold can still, you know, do his thing. Yeah. At his age. Uh, but but most of them are going to see the the, the story, the movie. Yeah. But I guess that's what that's the benefit of at least Spider Man is that you know two things is that one he's in a mask so that kind of that's half the movie in any way where well, your character's not you're not seeing the character's face as much right you know he's in a mask and then also since we've had multiples it's not like um, the Spider Man character was built around Tobey Maguire for. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. you could replace him. But with Terminator, like I said, and the characters of the main Terminator and Sarah Connor, I guess the the look of the character, like, the actors 
it's built around that actor. So I guess that's well, maybe yeah, that's I their thought about that. I guess that's their mentality on why even though they try to you know, in because if you think about it, in Salvation they tried to replace Arnold with Sam Worthington as the new kind of Terminator mm-hmm. in a sense. And they replaced Sarah, at least in um in T three, they kind of replaced it with a different character of uh John's wife now. Because mm-hmm. there's a scene in T three where he goes because she picks up a gun and shoots yeah, one of the right. sheriffs. He's, he's like, like You're just you remind me of mom. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird line if you think about that, coming from the person that is definitely not your, the best pickup. From your husband. Yeah. That, you remind me of my mother. Oh, that's mother. kinda creepy. <laughs> you got problems. <laughs> But I'm just saying, no, they, they, you know, they tried to replace it with a different character in that one, which they brought over in Salvation. But then in Genesis, they went back to using Sarah, but actually got a different actress. Mm-hmm. And now you're bringing the original Sarah back. It's kind of odd they didn't go with a different yeah. actress. Maybe yeah, the, the even if it's going to be an older, even if it's not going to be Amelia Clark anymore, and you're kind of forward in it a little bit further but that's I guess and that goes to my question is I guess they really are ignoring Genesis because even if you go by Genesis Sarah wouldn't be that Sarah old. wouldn't be that old right yeah she'd be in her because she's still right she'd be, and yeah even if you're saying this takes place in 2029 or even 2039 she's still only in her 30s or 40s at best yeah. One, well, I think really the maybe this is what Cameron's trying to do with the idea of the trilogy is actually maybe try and rip off Star Wars and take okay, we're gonna build a trilogy, we're gonna put the original actors back in it, and then we're gonna right, we're gonna and, and, then we're gonna and then maybe that's what it is gonna be because that's why they have a McKenzie the baton to the next right. That's generation. why McKenzie's in it because she's yeah. gonna be the one that they pass the, the baton to quote unquote or a main protagonist yeah. for the future. So does that mean that Arnold built himself a son that's not going to kill him? There is a different. I I, I can't I mean, remember there the guys. Are different model Terminators. But well, I can't remember the guy's film. name because I and the only thing I've seen him in was um he was in he was on Agents of Shield. Um, he played. I don't know if you watched the, the later seasons of Agents of Shield. I've, I've watched a couple of. Them. I don't have cable. I'm I'm in the dark ages of. He was Antenna in TV, and he played Ghost Rider when they introduced Ghost Rider onto the show. Um, he played he played that, but he's actually going to be in. I've seen shots. He's going to be the new Terminator. Right. Yeah. So um, that may and I don't know if he's going to be good or bad. They just said he was going to be the new Terminator. They didn't really go into detail on if he's going to be the protagonist because it's because they're bringing back Arnold and. More likely, Arnold's going to be our protagonist. Right. They're not going to have him being this old. They're not going to have an old man being the the main bad guy. No, you wouldn't think so. But um, or but even you know, the main good guy. Yeah. Well, he could be a main good guy. Yeah. You know, he's got to pass on his skills, or right. Or his, that's what, case, that's what I'm wondering. Will they down, pass? download his skill set to the to the next <laughs> to generation? The next. <laughs> but here, take this. Thumb drive. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like Baymax. 
something that opens the fist and there's the little disc. For, that's why it's, he's got his chip and he like gives him a fist bump and it like falls out. It's like John. <laughs> and he makes another ro- death robot. So that saves his life. Well, come on, it's 2019. They they should be able to just stand next to each other. You know, click on the. You know, find nearest Bluetooth device. Or find Bluetooth device. It's Apple Pay. Right, it's like Apple. Or the, uh, what is it, the Samsung one where it's like, okay, tap, tap, and it's like, yeah, it just downloads yeah, it. <laughs> but you gotta remember, Arnold's the old one. You know, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah so he's yeah, really he's, old. You know, maybe his thumb drive built into his pinky. Turn it and pull it out, and you see well, the little well, USB well, end on it. And, well, as long as he doesn't have the uh, Robocop, like, Needle, I guess that's better. <laughs> Spike, he's like, what? Or no, like, I'd like, or like Cyborg because he had that as well. The you know in the in the Justice League. Yeah, but at least he had a the, plug though. I mean, yeah. like freaking uh, was it Robocop just had like a giant needle that comes out of his head? And, yeah, it's like yeah. a like a, but, a long thin cone. But at the same time, there were interfaces built for that because he's. Because yeah, he was able to plug in. Because he jacked in several places where, yeah. okay, so that is a thing. When was that ever? <laughs> I'd like to know, like, what the. And I wonder if Sid with uh, the uh, the um, effects guy who did, you know, Terminator. I'm pretty sure he probably worked on Robocop. But I, that's what I've all. I've kind of wondered. He's like, what made you decide this would be Robocop's, like, interface? And why was this just accepted that all these play like what went behind that? I, I'm I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my debit card's not shaped like that. So right, yeah. no. <laughs> and I don't see that port on my like uh, on my desktop at work either. So no, I mean I, I you, know, you get you know one of the uh, a four or six pin connector goes right in there, and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's like you know three eighths of an inch deep, about three eighths of an inch wide, about a quarter inch thick. And it goes in there. It's not like, you know, a foot and a half long. Knife. You, take it from, you know, one inch in diameter down to, to, to a point. Well, maybe, maybe because it was Detroit in the future. Maybe that's what it was. They're like, you might need to use this for more than just downloads. Right. This is also used as a self-defense. This is also a self-defense tool. As well yeah. as your... This is your debit card slash shake. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, and little did they know that Detroit would actually end up that way. So, what's he know? Well, no, debit cards are going out in Detroit. Shanks are still popular. <laughs> See, now that would be messed up though. Yeah, you go to a convenience store and they're like, "Okay, that would be three fifty. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the money. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to pay. <laughs> it's like, it's like the Volkswagen commercial where the guys are wearing the ski masks. And they're like walking. Oh, oh you got to watch this. Yeah, it, they're wearing ski masks. It starts out this guy's going in a little convenience store somewhere out in the country yeah. and he's walking around and he's got a ski mask on and there's a guy behind the counter going like this and all and these it, people are like hiding and, 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 and like calling the person the cops. You know, at the counter him, and he runs out and and finally yeah. this guy comes up and with some chips and drinks or something and picks it up and he goes outside and he gets in and the Volkswagen's a rag top so you know and there's three other guys with with Ski mask on in the Volkswagen because it's the middle of a winter. winter. Right, yeah. They want the tops down. Yeah. Uh, oh, you get everything? Yeah, I got it all. Let's go. They just drive. It wow. ends with like, 
you see the 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 guy at the convenience store. He's holding the money from where the guy paid for everything. Yeah. And then you hear sirens in the background. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so again, like you know, I think there'd be problems if you just like tried to go pay for something and all of a sudden you know. <laughs> what you don't you don't take shakes or <laughs> I mean, nowadays you know you, you go up to the machine you go you know you shove it a foot and a half shank <laughs> through a card reader that, that's only about four inches square yeah that's true. <laughs> and all, all of it starts short down and breaking and here they, now you have to repair the whole system where you, you, you had feedback through and destroyed the whole software and the whole system and and the reader and everything is destroyed and you're going I just wanted to buy a candy bar yeah but think about how we do use car readers we are kind of like slitting it like we're slitting somebody's throat and it's just like oh you didn't do it fast enough (laughs) faster right or like where you stick your card and you gotta push it all the way in it's like you gotta push it as you get to the heart of it Okay. What what movie was that where the guy he went in to negotiate something? And he, all he had was a ballpoint pen and a, a debit card, and he, he killed like three people with it. Oh jeez! Because he was flipping his pen around, and because uh, they made him take everything else off, he said they right. had him. Oh yeah, I got my debit card. So he, you know he's got his pen in one hand, debit card in another. And when everything goes south, he stabs one guy in the eye and cuts another man's throat with the uh, debit card, and then gets the other guy and cuts his throat with the debit card, and then leads the pri- the prisoner out. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to find out. <laughs> Think about it. You know, uh, well, a I mean, debit card. Well, you've seen the commercial where there is some kind of a magic knife sharpener on yeah. the advertising. They, they get the debit card out, run that through there, and slice a tomato. Well, the, um, going, the yeah, that tomato's not, any t- not much tougher than the human skin. Well, well is it that new um, Apple card coming out? Yeah, it's, it's actually like, made of titanium. Ti- the card itself is titanium? The card itself is titanium. Yeah, you can put an edge on that, and you can, you can cut a car apart. <laughs> yeah. Watch how your credit card slices through this pipe right, exactly. <laughs> and they can still slice a tomato like it's nothing like, watch how it's like the Ginsu 2000 and he goes oh my god I cut my thumb yeah. cut cut call doctor it's, like it's the guy from UHF <laughs> call me butterfingers <laughs> you're looking at this car and you're just like I just want to buy coffee You, you and what happens when you swipe it through the card reader? <laughs> oh my god, I just cut it. Skip the coffee. Right? <laughs> Done. Oh man. Yeah. Now, this has definitely been <laughs> off the rails multiple oh, times. This has been oh, great. Uh, I'm sorry, so, guys. So no, we have no, to stick to the script I'll, too I'll, well. No. Scripts overrated. I almost forgot what we were That's, talking about. Was it Terminator? Yeah, yeah okay. and speaking of we're, scripts, we're I, gonna, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure they go off the script on all those Terminator movies because you can't tell me. We're going to attack the Terminator with our titanium debit card. That's right. It's going to be like, cut him up. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be like a gambit. Yeah, he'll, fi- he'll finally work. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've got all the rejected Apple debit cards I can't actually throw. <laughs> I can't actually throw I'm not even charging, cards. I'm not even going to charge them up. I'm just going to throw them. 
So it's like the Joker, basically. Like, yeah. let me put playing cards. If you turn them into playing cards, you're basically Joker at that point. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Well, yeah, I think this was a great conversation, guys. And Absolutely. Wrap it all up. And it's, yeah, I'm glad we definitely used this over Anchor because it would have stopped us an hour ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> so this will be an interesting episode on who uh, actually makes it through all this way. But I do want to say that since we have talked about Predator, we've talked about Terminator. Eventually, we're going to have to end the trifecta with the aliens at some yes. point. I've never seen any of the alien movies. Really? I None saw part of the first one. I thought, that's just gross. Never watched any more of them. you got to see it. Just, just no, so I we can pay respect to uh, Bill Paxton. As the, I'm, I'm trouble sleeping at night. Just, just so you can... Uh, just so for a Bill Paxton to see the one man be killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. That's right. All well, right. That's like a trifecta. <laughs> I've been killed by aliens and creatures. Predators and, creatures and robots. And, and creatures oh from outer space. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, at two hours, here we end this one out.